Welcome, one and all, to the Salty Nerd Podcast covers House of the Dragon. We're talking episode 7 today, Driftmark. Uh, it was a more setup for this final season, or for this first season of the show. A uh, lot to talk about, a lot of maneuvering, a lot of politicking, and the lines have been drawn. And lots of dragons, too. Welcome, everybody, in the chat. We've got Anthony here, Marshall, Eric, the redheaded. Oh, that's Jude. What's up, Jude? Uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody. Let, speaking of Jude, let me uh, introduce my panel of nerds. Oh, thank you for my drink, my dear. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and, Kadish, open it up to the chat. What's up, everybody? Matt Vader's here. What's up? I'm still waking up. You're grumpy today. No, I'm not. <laughs> and Jude is also here. Welcome, Jude. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I'm, I'm digging this... the background. Thank you. You like the, the I, black. I, I, I do. Like I black. do. Window into nothing. Yeah. It's, it's the uh, it's the anti nerd stream. You're just have... like a head floating in space. I got a gray shirt like on. It. You can see my shirt. I like it. I like... No, I'm saying I like it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Charles is also here. Welcome back, sir. Hello there. Uh, I am going to be looking for you to uh, explain what in the world is going on. <laughs> in this show. I feel like I feel like this entire season is just pure setup for things that are to come. Because like, yes, I, I feel like all the characters we're going to care about are going to come in season two. Uh, and last but not least, the producer of the show, Matthew Cage. Welcome, sir. Yeah, I also feel like this season is really rewarding book readers because if you are coming into it without any context from the books, it's going to be a little bit hard to follow. Uh, but this was definitely my favorite episode of the season so far. Like, I really love this episode, so I'm I'm excited to talk about it. And it should be noted that Jude and I weren't here last week. You guys, yeah, I was were just on your about own. to say we missed you guys last week. No, you guys we were, were traveling. The... Yeah, yeah, you were, you were in the car listening to us. We yeah, we and were the... in the car watching. And I, I think uh, after we are, are done talking about Hot D, uh, we should turn this into a crown podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. I was wondering how you guys talk, thought about talk that. About, like talk about the, the royal family uh, for a couple months. The real Game of Thrones. I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being serious. I, I was actually yeah. very interest, interested cool in what you guys had to say we, about that. We're going to start a new podcast where Americans talk about the British royal family. Yeah. It's just always interesting, like, when, you know, like, talking to my parents about it and finding out, because, you know, they were, when they were, when they were young, their country was basically, you know, a colony for, like, the first 12 years of their lives. So that was always, it's always interesting getting their feedback on that. Mm. All right. Without further ado, guys, let's get into episode seven of House of the Dragon called Driftmark. So it opens up with the funeral for Damon's wife, uh, Lainor? La what is it? Lena. Lena. Can't get these names straight. Lena. Lena and Lainor. Yeah. Is that the brother? Lainor is the brother? Yeah, yes. Lainor's yeah. the brother. Lainor's the sister. All right. Lenara, Led, 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 yeah. Led <laughs> Don't Lena. make it complicated. <laughs> Lena Hetty. Lena. Lena. Uh, anyway, so it's the, it's the funeral. What was what kind of struck me about this opening scene, and I'm, I'm curious to get the book reader's thoughts on this, because I really kind of felt lost, because there is very little dialogue, but a whole mm -hmm. bunch of, like, side-eye going on in this part. Like, oh, yeah. Like, nobody was talking, but everybody was just, like, subtext, looking. Yeah. Lots yeah, of looks. Yeah, lots of side <laughs> looks. the looks. And I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. We'll start with uh, Charles. What do, you, what do you think about the side looks in this part? I felt... So this was probably one of the one complaints I had in this episode is that I felt the scene went on a little longer than it needed to. Mm -hmm. But um, I really did. It was just you saw the factions hardening, particularly when um, 
on one vein, you could tell that when it came to the children, they probably, I'm guessing Corliss and Rhaenys liked, I'm sure they liked Lena better because <laughs> she did her duty and she produced pure Valyrian children, unlike Lenor, who is the worst and useless. Um, you could clearly see, like, um, I love the scene, like the little scene with uh, at least uh, Damon and Lena's kids and um, Rhaenyra's kids, like that yeah. them kind of bonding. And, and I think, again, what it constantly shows, I mean, I'm not going to get into the further part, but I think you see, even though Rhaenyra didn't want to be a mom, she's actually a really good mother compared to Allison, like she's actually very warm. She's very nurturing. She's like, she even just kind of the way she kind of, kind of just like Allison didn't tell her kids, Hey, go comfort Damon's kids. Like it was just basically, she said, Hey, you know, they could use a kind word right now. And she said, mm -hmm. it just, she was just, just a very good mother. And that mm -hmm. part I really like in the dialogue we did here. Yeah. Um, her her son's reply though he's like I have just as much claim to sorrow. Like, yes, my dad just died. She's like, Shh, don't say that. Shut, shut, <laughs> shut your ass up. <laughs> You're gonna get us all killed. <laughs> and then um, it was funny um, in the same scene because this was such a long scene. Um, uh, basically, Corliss. I mean, he could have been a little more quiet, but. Um, Oh yeah, his brother, dude, his brother was like giving Rhaenyra the stink eye when he was saying the funeral rites mm -hmm. about oh, he's talking yeah. about blood, yeah, and he's yeah. like da da da, and he's just like, dude, you need to. Uh, <laughs> and when, you know? when da Damon started laughing, oh, that was oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the guy who's the uh, God, that's like <laughs> Lenor, Lena, Lenor, her Lena, brother. The, the, her Lenor, yeah, yeah, the brother. Her her brother was giving the uh, the eulogy basically at the funeral. No, 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 it was her no, 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 no. Uncle, uncle. was her, her uncle. uncle. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Her uncle was giving the eulogy at the funeral, and he was throwing hardcore shade at Rhaenyra's whole family. Oh, yeah. He's like, "My niece was so wonderful, <clears throat> added to the Valyrian blood of our family, the blood that runs thick, the blood that cannot be thinned by lesser <laughs> people." And she's like staring at Rhaenyra the whole time. So another thing I actually noticed, and this is something that I'm kind of confused about. I don't know if they removed him from the show. Maybe they did. Like, this is not really a spoiler, just to let you guys know. Like, Allison actually has four kids, or is supposed to have four kids, and I'm only seeing three. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if they removed him altogether from the show. I'm not sure. Um, did he do? I'm guessing he didn't do much of note then. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he comes into play later, but maybe he's somewhere else. But they haven't like they haven't said yay or nay if she does have another child. Okay. Like he's the youngest boy, Darren, the first Darren that we okay. know of. But yeah, just enough by a Darren first of his name. Yeah, Kadish, um, what were your thoughts on the uh, on the funeral? So one of the interesting parts about this show is that um, this scene was the first scene that they shot actually oh, for the show. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so like even though it comes in, in episode seven this was the beginning of production for you know the the uh the house of production Dragon. i guess yeah, yeah. um so i actually i really like this scene this is the first time all the major players of the dance of dragons are together um we got all the kids we got all like the progenitors you know like everyone who has a part to play in the coming civil war is present in this scene for the first time together. And we see a lot of the um, 
kind of relationship dynamics going on here in very subtle ways, which is what I liked. The, the stuff I love about Game of Thrones is is like the the kind of like subtext subtextual part where like you see the politics playing out and and it's not always the most exciting thing, but to me it's the most intriguing thing because everyone in the scene had has their own goal and oftentimes like the, the, the their goals are counter to everyone else's. Um, so there was a lot going on in this opening scene and I just found it very intriguing. Mm. And, uh, you, you know, the, especially the kids, because the kids become a big part mm -hmm. as they get older of, of the oncoming conflict. And so to get to see them and, and like, uh, how the battle lines are drawn and like how they're interacting with one another and stuff like that, uh, at this early age, um, Amon is probably one of my favorite characters from the books. Uh, Amon One Eye, um, mm -hmm. the, the the second born of uh, Alicent and uh, the third born. kids. Third born. Oh yeah, third born. Uh, there was a great scene in, in, in this beginning part where, uh, so I, I guess after they turned down uh, Rhaenyra's uh, marriage proposal, uh, they decided to wed um, Aegon to his sister, and Aegon and Amon are, are looking at their sister play with spiders. And he and and he's just like she's such an idiot. He's just like braiding her, and and, and 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 he's he's telling his younger brother he's he's like, can you imagine having to have sex with her? That's my future. I'm gonna have to bang my sister. And, and Amos, like, yeah, yeah. That whole, oh, scene, that whole scene was just hilarious to me because like I, they're just sitting there, like like making fun of this this poor girl because uh, they're basically saying like she's an idiot. Look at her, and I'm gonna have to have sex with that. I think I can do it if I really put my mind. Into it, but, oh I'm gonna have God. to be very drunk. But, also, yeah. they're not standing that far away from yeah. her and, as and, they're and the, saying it. And the thing I liked is that they they're establishing that dynamic, like they're establishing the dynamic between the three of them. And she's like kind of saying some random stuff while she's looking at spiders. Oh, she's and it, she's reading poetry to that spider. Yeah, yeah. And then Eamon is just kind of like you know because he's he's basically like Stannis in many ways, but crueler. And he's basically mm -hmm. kind of like I do it; it's my duty. And then they kind of foreshadowed something about Aegon in terms of one, the fact that he's a slut and two, that he's a bit, he's at this age, he's already a drunk. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. like, can you imagine sitting there, sitting there with your brother talking about having sex with your sister? I mean, it was, it was oh, such, a weird, such a weird scene, but, 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 yeah, he, but like but this whole episode was filled with scenes like that, that just, I found very intriguing. Yeah, and, yeah. And, to, and, to, and, to, and to, we're watching it, Kate is just like, "You believe that? Could you picture that? How about if your brother? What if?" And I was like, "Dude, just let me watch the show." <laughs> but you know, the th but this one little thing—the thing that I also uh, appreciated about the show is that, based on what Kate is saying, I agree. I feel the same way in terms about the intrigue, and that's what makes the action that much more satisfying. Is what you see the payoff to all those machinations and those schemes and those countering goals in those countering objectives so i i agree to do i love that stuff it's very soap opera but i love it so jude, jude is there anything that you wanted to mention about this part uh not really i agree with charles that it went on for a very long time but i feel like um this whole episode was setting up a lot of stuff that's about to happen i feel like we keep saying that but the book is really long mm. uh v i have a question for you because you and i are not book readers um this uh this middle child of Allison, the chick who's playing with the spiders and bugs and stuff. Mm. I feel like I feel like she's either gonna become a witch or she's gonna be really good at killing people with like poisons and stuff pretty soon. Is that the vibe you're getting? I, I have that's the vibe I'm getting. I'm getting the vibe that she's going to be some kind of 
weird like uh spellcaster that's yeah. into, like, really, like the the master of... put, put some uh put some uh problems in the, in the mix here pretty soon um, yeah you know i was thinking along this whole time when they're all out there on that cold ass balcony in this reception, <laughs> watching their breath make shapes in the in the, in the air you know i i wished uh vagar had just kind of like poked his head up over the edge and just like burped or something and taken half of them. <laughs> that would have been amazing. So then I wouldn't have to worry about so many stupid names to start with a V and end with an A. You know, so <laughs> the dragon's and, name starts with a V. <laughs> yeah. I did and, and I did and, like how R. And I did and, like how they sh- oh sorry, go ahead, Vader. And uh, I really I'm these wigs in this show. My God. <laughs> Charles, I need you to like get. Like, I hate a, the Valerian. Uh, I I hate the Valerian ones. They're. Can terrible. you go get? Can you go get a mop out of your closet and just like stick it on your head? <laughs> Call me Corliss's long lost son. Awesome. <laughs> oh man, you should do a little cosplay. I'll go get my wig from Jeet House, and and we Ooh. can we can uh, cosplay together. That'd be super fun. I did like how they showed all the dragons that were present at Driftmark. I, didn't, I couldn't really see all of them like up close, so I couldn't really tell who's who. The thing is, one thing we haven't seen, we have not seen Rhaenys' dragon, Melis, the Red Queen. We mm-hmm. still haven't seen, I'm guessing maybe they're saving that from like next season, but that's mm-hmm. one of the ones. So Rhaenys, you know Corlys, you know, so okay. The queen who wasn't. Yeah. The queen who never was. Oh, uh, yeah. Corlys is what, yeah, we still haven't seen her dragon yet. She has a dragon, okay. Yeah, of course, yeah. Back then, mm-hmm. of course. All right. Uh, speaking of Renice, uh, she has a, a discussion with her husband uh, in front of the fireplace, and it seems like there's some strife, there's some strife going on in this family. Like he's constantly biting to get somebody on the throne, and he's uh, he's the same way as uh, Viserys is. Is it Viserys? Yeah. Yeah. Which Viserys? Um, the king. Oh, okay. Um, the king is like ignoring the fact that uh, Rhaenyra's children are not actually of his blood. Like he's he's making no. The they same... are. They are. They are. Re- not Rhaenyra's of Lanor's, not of Lanor's blood. Yeah. blood, and they're not of oh. his son's blood either, because she's not. They're not his kids. Yeah, yeah. So, Cor- so Cor- the, the is basically overlooking the fact that yeah, the, the strong kids aren't related to his house. Yeah, he's he's the strong just, boys. He's like, uh, what did he say in that in that scene? He's like, uh, history doesn't remember yeah, blood. History remembers, remembers names. names. Yeah. Yeah. Remembers names. Uh, so. and, and she doesn't care. She's like, I don't care at this point, dude. Our yeah. daughter died. Dude, dude, go <laughs> ahead. Um, yeah, I just. I really enjoyed that uh, interaction between Corliss and, and Rhaenys where he's just like, I have a plan. I'm playing the Game of Thrones. I want my blood on this. And she's like, wake the fuck up. It's not even your blood. Yeah. You're going to get everybody killed because you won't just hang out under the radar where I've lived for the last 30 years. Hmm. Vader, or not Vader, um, uh, Matt, what do you think about this? It was a really good scene. Um, I think that uh, Corliss, Corliss is an interesting character because, you know, as a book reader, he has a big part to play in the events that come down. And in a way, because of his ambition and um, and his attention to the game, uh, he's kind of better suited to survive than any member of his family. So it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how like uh, this thing plays out. But it, it is an interesting dynamic where basically his wife is like, look, I've made my peace 
with the fact that, you know, I'm not going to be a ruler and I don't even want it, want it at this point. And you're the only one who's pushing it. And it's, it's causing our family to fall apart. So uh, it was a good scene. One thing I do want to point out though, that this episode just drove me crazy with is the day for night shooting. Oh my God. Yeah. The day for night. Like like you could see shadows and stuff. It was also muted. You could barely see like what the characters were doing. They were trying to pass the sun off as the moon. Yeah. It it, it was so poorly done. Like the entire time I'm watching this episode and and they go outside and they're, they're doing day for night. I'm just like, why you have like, you have the budget to shoot at night. Why not do it? And it happened quick. They were all outside on the balcony, and then like it flashed to something else that came back, and it was nighttime, and everybody was like, "Go to bed." Yeah, it was like like, that. That happened. It was like dusk or whatever (laughs) out on the balcony during the during the uh, the wake or whatever, and uh, and the king is like, "I'm going to bed," and he leaves. And like immediately the sun after that, and sets on him. like like the rest, like probably the the next forty minutes of this episode are, is just in like this horrendously altered version of night, and it's like you yeah. can barely see anybody. I had yeah, I had a hard time too. I had to go off of the audio. Like who's talking Wait. right now? I'm like I'm pretty sure that's Matt. Yeah, yeah the doc- brought, brought to you brought to you by the director of Winterfell. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I really, yeah, I, that, that that was one thing too. I'm glad somebody else brought it up. Like it was. It was so dark, and I was just like, dude, did you really think this was a good idea? It was terrible. Um, also, one thing I almost forgot, uh, going quick back to the long scene at the wake, I loved the line, because I actually couldn't really understand what he said when I tried to listen twice. What Damon said to Otto, when Otto was trying to give his condolences, yeah. he's like, no matter how full a leech is, it's always look, waiting for its next meal. He said something like that. Yeah. And I was like, so, oh! So he knows he's a snake. Right he's on like, Otto has come back as the hand of the king now that yeah. Larry Strong is, is dead or not. Lionel Strong. Lionel Strong. <clears throat> the, you had something to say? Um, I w- I have a superpower. I don't know if you guys <laughs> know about the superpower. Um, I grew up about an hour away from the Oregon coast. Okay. Sweet. And it doesn't matter what the weather is on the Oregon coast. If I show up and I drive over there, it turns into a dark, cloudy, rainy, misty, <laughs> foggy mess that looked exactly like this entire episode was shot. So it didn't take me out of this episode at all because it just looked like the Oregon coast to me. You're at home. So um, the whole day for night shooting stuff, I guess, didn't I didn't pick up on it because it just looked like another day hmm. on, on the on you the didn't, ocean. You didn't have a hard time seeing what was going on? No. Okay, but because you know this show, I, I watched in the middle of the night with the lights off. So I guess okay, and I, I you know I was really upset at that episode, season eight episode where it was all dark in the castle. I couldn't see shit mm-hmm. in that episode. I didn't have that. Problem oh right, right, yeah, okay, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk, the winner for the the Winterfell. Yeah, that was terrible. It was, was awfully awful. shot. Like the rest well, of the season. I didn't get that vibe from this that you okay. guys are getting because this, well, this just this just like a cold, dreary day on the ocean to me. So what's so. interesting about the day for night stuff is that as a filmmaker or a student of film, um, you know, I've seen this technique used in other, you know, uh, TV shows and, and films and stuff like that. And one of the, the dead giveaways of day for night is when the lights are casting shadows for the act from the actors mm. and you can see the shadows and that like, like that's filmmaking 101 is if you're doing a day for night thing, like you want to try to make it look 
as realistic as possible. And the fact that Miguel uh, Sapochnik, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's he's like the guy who did Hard Home and Battle mm-hmm. of the Bastards and all this stuff. You would think that he would be a good enough director to realize, okay, if I'm doing Day for Night, we should try to, I don't know, make it look like night. And mm-hmm. it, 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 just it just seemed... at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just it just seemed like amateur hour on on House of the Dragon with yeah. uh, with how badly the day for night was done. Because this screen grab, this screen still was actually one of the first screen stills of Rhaenyra, adult Rhaenyra, and Damon on this coast, and it was daytime when the, in the still. So clearly oh. there was some bad filtering that happened okay. in the day for night stuff. All um, the money, all the money for this episode went toward dragons. So yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a, I have an actual bringing this up. I have a question about that. I'm like, was there a reason why this had to have been switched to a nighttime? Because everyone was asleep. Is that everyone the that's oh asleep. everybody yeah. had to be gone? They couldn't be yeah. at like a party or something like that, a, a wake party. I don't know. Anyway. They would have been missed. Yeah. Uh, okay. So speaking of the uh, the night scene on the beach, <clears throat> we get our uh, our little. <laughs> Romantic moment between Sex Damon and Rhaenyra. Sex mm-hmm. on the beach. They uh, reconnect because this is the first time they've seen each other in like years, yeah. actually, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Rhaenyra has lost her, her real love affair with uh, Harwin Strong. He's dead now, so she's looking for her next piece. And uh, she stumbles upon her uncle. <laughs> um, I don't really have much... I don't have much to say about this. I mean, she just... hasn't she hasn't been touched in a sexy way in a very long time at this yeah, point. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation she has about how like she tried to have sex with her gay husband and it just didn't work. At oh, least man. they at least they brought him. it up. I blame him. Yeah. <laughs> it's his fault. So, he should have tried. <laughs> what I appreciated about that is like I think we were speculating on uh, one of the la- previous episodes on the podcast about like have they never tried to have kids? Like what's the deal? At least they addressed that. Well, yeah, yeah, we tried and nothing came of it, so we stopped trying. Oh so, <laughs> he's just that kid. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, came, nothing came of it. Better, uh, truer words have never been spoken. Yeah. They, were, <laughs> they were both doing it, but trying not to look at each other. Yeah. <laughs> ew, boobs, ew, boobs. I, I, think, uh, I think this is the first time in, in the history of entertainment, for me at least, that a show has ever made me Look at this weird ass, gross, disgusting uh, uncle on niece incestuous Incest. relationship, and and think to myself, okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this makes sure. sense. Yeah, and you, you know what? This probably should have done that in the first one. place. Yeah, yeah. You, and here's like, the thing. Oh, go on, sorry, Vader. No, I'm just saying, just like. In what world is this okay? It's just, is it, it's just <laughs> a couple hundred years ago, dude. But at the same time, I'm going, sure, good. Game of Thrones. Get it on, baby. It's just, it's, it's making me think weird things and I do not like it. And so, yeah, so I'm, so I'm still team Rhaenyra, D- D- team black, and, team black, yeah, team yeah. black, whatever. So, so I'll say this. Um, I felt that. Emma Dar, I think I'm saying her last name right. Emma Darcy and Matt Smith, because there was a great chemistry between Millie. I forgot her last name. Young, young, young Rhaenyra. Young Rhaenyra, young Rhaenyra and Matt Smith. Yeah. But I thought that Emma Darcy did a really great job recreating that. Actually, they were the first ones who started it. But I thought they had good chemistry. It felt more, a little more stated, maybe because they were adults. It wasn't as wild as before, but there's still chemistry there, and I thought that was a good thing. I thought yeah, it was great it was- as well. 
it was also interesting when they were talking and and she was kind of like giving him crap for not having sex with her when she was younger and he's like you're a child she's like i'm not a child anymore <laughs> no but I, but i in and and all fairness to viserys i get why he didn't like obviously this would have made the most sense would have there would have been no problem with the heirs there would have been no challenge to Rhaenyra's claim because Damon was there. But I think with Viserys, knowing his brother's nature, he was just like, I don't think I want him on the throne. And also it's his daughter and his brother. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so uh, um, Matt, go ahead. I think, you, I think Jude had something. Oh, Jude, oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, you kind of touched on it, Kadesh. Um, When uh, Rhaenyra and um, Damon are talking, um, I didn't get that she was like, how dare you not have had sex with me 15 years ago? I, <laughs> I, I thought that she was like upset because she felt abandoned by him and yeah. they were really close as family yeah. before they were ever like making out in a brothel. She was, he was her person. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alicent and Damon were her people and that's yeah. all she had. She didn't have friends. She didn't have confidants. And every time Damon came, she was so excited because she loved him. So- I'm sure she was. Every, okay. every time Damon showed up in King's Landing, she was so excited. I'm a child, I know. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Pause. Go ahead. I'll pause for laughter. Go ahead, sorry. Finish coming. <laughs> oh. oh, God damn. <laughs> You're killing me there, Jude. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Are you finished? Yes. I'm... No, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but she was so excited to see him because she loved him. And on the beach, she hasn't seen him in like, I think it's like 15 years at this point. And I think that's why she was so upset because not because he didn't finish the job, but because he abandoned her. And she had no one. Um, Can we also just briefly touch on the fact that uh, in in the first scene, we actually see Viserys try to mend fences with Damon. Like he kind of like, he sees his brother there and he wants him back. And Damon at this point is just like, no. He wants nothing to do with it. He's like, I'm not. I I found that very sad because I feel like um, Viserys, uh, you know, like he's literally falling apart. And uh, and he just kind of like at that moment, he's like, you know, I just want my brother back. You know, I want someone that I can like rely on and uh, his brother just uh, kind of shines him on it's very it was very sad i feel like Viserys is such a tragic figure and he's looking more and more like joe biden with every episode oh my god <laughs> he he is a very sad uh, character true. but you, you like think about it like everything that he's done with damon and how he treated him when he was healthy like if he wasn't ailing do you think he would have extended that olive branch i don't think he would have i think if he was a healthy king he would have like wanted his brother as far away as possible I disagree. Remember, Viserys is very wishy-washy. And the only thing that he stayed true on is naming Rhaenyra heir to the throne. And I think mm. that he is so stubborn about it because he's he knows he's um, a weak king. He knows he's wishy-washy. He knows he goes back and forth on decisions. And this is the one decision that he's like, I made my decision. I told everyone and I'm sticking with it. Mm-hmm. But everything else, he's just like, well, what do you think? Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Well, she's he's she's the only one he told the prophecy thing to as well. So yeah. in in his brain, it's that's passed on to her. Yeah. It's not part of his kids' things. His kids aren't part of that prophecy mm-hmm. deal and stuff, right? Well, so. I think I think also another thing is in one vein, 
I think one of the reasons why he stuck with Rhaenyra is, aside from just stubbornness, it's maybe his one way of honoring his wife because mm. he was in love with his wife. That was a true, genuine love, unlike yeah. his relationship. Did you with notice Allison's. that he referred to he referred to Allison as his wife's name? Mm -hmm. His wife's name. When was that? That happens. Well, no, it happens when he's he's like I'm going. He's to bed, getting right? ready was, to go to bed. Yeah. It was mm. after, wasn't it after the the altercation with the kids? Does that take place after? No, that? it was before. It was before that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was basically okay. like he was getting ready. He had just talked to Damon, and he was getting ready to leave. And uh, Allison was like, you know, do you want me to oh, that's, you know, yeah. help you out? And 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 he called her by his first wife's name. Yeah. He said, and, Emma, uh, Emma, I'm going to yeah. bed or something like that. And she just yeah, looks exactly. at him like, what? How yeah. dare you? Uh, Anyway, so the next thing that comes up uh, in this episode is one of the, the thing that really sets this episode in motion is uh, Aemond uh, heads off to go claim his dragon. Uh, so we have a we have a, a riderless dragon after the death of uh, Damon's wife, and uh, it's the biggest one. What's his name? It's a uh, Valerian. Vagar. Vagar. Oh, sorry, Vagar, the biggest. And it's, and it's actually and it's a she. And it's a she. Oh, it's a she. I apologize. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to misgender how, the dragon. How uh, dare you? <laughs> it's pronouns, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, so he goes and he tries to claim uh, this dragon. And this scene was really cool because the dragon, like, as soon as he gets close to it and he touches Ooh. it, the dragon's like freaking. And it's just like the sound effects. The, the, the audio on this part is the greatest part because you can barely see anything. But, like, the audio <laughs> is pretty cool. And uh, I love this, the, how this thing sounds like it sounds so guttural and deep it was such an cool old and old yeah and it just looks at him like he's a flea like who are you what are you trying but to they do did, but they went full horror movie on this as well because vagar was sleeping and then they mm -hmm. kind of had a close-up the eye where it's just like Dick! and then the slit went like narrow yeah. and it was like oh crap yeah so that was, was great really cool well yeah. straight out of the hobbit man that was a smog thing oh i like that oh yeah. okay I loved seeing like this tiny human next to the biggest dragon in the world. Oh, yeah. so cool! The yeah. guts that kid has. I, you know, I took him as kind of a wimp in the last episode because he was. Uh -huh. well, he was. Well, he was okay. So in the book, uh, when he talks about it later, he's like, "I, uh, I was so scared that I was too busy." Like, or no, he says, "Uh, shit, I was so." Fuck, what does he say? Like, I was so exhilarated when it was happening. I yeah. was too busy to be scared okay. or something like that. He was, okay. he, oh, no, he was trying to hurry because he didn't want to get caught. And he was like, I was trying to hurry to claim my dragon and I didn't want to get caught. And like Joff um, catches him and he pushes mm. the kid aside and he scrambles up on the dragon. And he's like, I was, I just wanted to get it done so that I, so that it could be done. And I, I forgot to be scared. Yeah. But like, once yeah, he was that's up, right. He, he was having like a holy shit, what have I done moment. Because he almost yeah. fell off. Even when yeah. he was flying, he almost fell off. Yeah. yeah. Also, the, the character of Amon, um, he's probably one of my favorite characters in the saga because like he becomes like a real badass um, mm. when he gets older. And he has a huge part to play in the dance with the dragons. He and, does. And, and, and I mean, he's basically like a Jamie Lannister. Was he gonna marry? Is he gonna marry his aunt after Damon dies? He he, no, he always no, struck no. me as what, what, what I mean by that is, is is like like his skill level in terms of like how he yes how he is as a warrior. He's very much like a Jamie Lannister hmm. in terms of like just being a badass. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and so yes. like Jamie lost his hand, he loses his <clears> eye, you know. But but in a way, like he works harder to compensate for it, and he's got the biggest dragon and all this other stuff. 
So. Okay. Vigo. Let's talk about him losing his eye. <laughs> well, in a minute. Oh, we'll okay. Vader, Vader. I was just saying, yeah, anybody with an eye patch automatically gets a couple extra points on the coolness. <laughs> a little bit more badass yeah. than everybody else. Um, I, <laughs> I kind of picked up on this kid who all he wanted to do was be accepted. And he was picked on and he was made fun of. And he got a lot of crap because he didn't have a dragon yet. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like something clicked in him and he's like, okay, I don't have a dragon. I'm going to go get the dragon mm-hmm. and then nobody's ever going to fuck with me again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what I, you know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what he goes and he does. And when he's successful, something triggers in his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's like, okay, now I'm the alpha and yeah. I don't care if I'm the second. It's like, Everybody else can kiss my ass. And and yeah. I like that attitude that he immediately gets. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like him, you know, because he's no. on the wrong team. No. He's on team green. <laughs> he's on right? team green. But, but um, I don't know if uh, – I don't know what I feel about him. I feel like he's a very interesting character. He's my, he's the most interesting character on that side of, of the, the kids. Of the yeah. kids, for sure. Yeah, especially um, now. Yeah, especially after this episode. Yeah. And, and you know the thing, Aegon, Aegon the second. Like we just see like how big of a fuck up he is. Oh yeah, he's oh, yeah. Uh, his his granddad has to pick him up, drag him, <laughs> drag him to bed. Yeah, he needs, he's he's too busy and, jerking off on the town and, and yeah, yeah, he, he, and, he's or trying he's to get so chicks. Yeah, yeah, he's so interested yeah. in, in girls. Did you see Otto look around before he kicked him while he was down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Otto was like, anybody watching? Yeah, watching? Yeah, the, thing, the thing too is that I like going back to Amon, they didn't just, I like how they didn't just have him kind of go like they, one, they set it up from last episode mm-hmm. in terms of him not having a dragon, but they also showed, you could hear Vagar. You didn't see her among the other dragons there. And it kind of makes sense. It's kind of like, almost like elephant seals where the big ones stay by themselves. And then the little ones are kind of playing amongst themselves. Like you could hear her and you saw him kind of looking around when you're hearing her roars in the distance. And so he went and found where she was specifically. I liked that little setup. It was very subtle, but they, I like that setup where it's like, you don't hear, you don't see her, but you hear her. And then he went and particularly went after her to find her, which, um, and yeah, you're right, Vader. He had second son syndrome. Where yeah. it's like he was kind of the you know he was the he was the youngest of the three that we're seeing so far. He was not going to be the heir. He was like he wanted to prove himself, and that actually after he got the dragon and once he was able to get control, because of course he was like ah, he was flying off, he almost fell off, um, yeah. and woke everyone else in the castle. Um, that's when it kind of triggered something, and he was t- he got a little too much Kanye fidence for his own good, as we'll see going Kanye forward. Kanye fidence. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I will. I do want to say that I think uh, the king was uh, spot on when he was asking his king's guard dudes that are in charge of babysitting all these people. Yeah, asking them, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, when we'll, we'll, my we'll entire get... royal family is out there doing things you're not supposed to out on the beach and in the hills around here. And you guys are just kind of like hanging out, playing cards in the, in the, in the barracks. Right. I mean, who's and Christian Cole's kid? and Christian Cole's too busy gossiping about how much he hates. Oh, Rira. Yeah. He's such a child. We also need to point out that uh, the Lord commander of the King's guard, the Westerling, uh, he comes out and he's like, your, your highness, we've never had to protect the Royal family from itself. 
<laughs> yeah, like, like we're, we're just not used to this yeah. type of thing happening. So speaking of that, let's just move on because we're already talking about it. But uh, uh, Aemon uh, lands the dragon. He walks back into the castle. And uh, the two daughters of Damon, <laughs> who have just lost their mother, are like, you just stole my dragon. My mom is barely buried. And you claimed her dragon before I could. He's like, well, that's your fault, bitch, not mine. <laughs> that's Fire your problem. <laughs> that's a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had the chance. You should have done it yourself. And he, this is that cockiness that he gained while he was about to right. fall off oh, the dragon. Right. He walked out a boy and came back a man yeah. with swagger. <laughs> a man. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was like it. Fire and blood, baby. Yeah. Fire and blood. <laughs> he comes back with, yeah. comes back with neck tattoos. And granted, yeah, it was tacky, but at the same time, I'm like, she's right. I'm like, you yeah. should have just claimed him. And yeah. those girls are the ones that started the fight that ended up with him losing an eye. She, she's like, someone stole Vagar. Oh, dude. Wake up. This, this little kid fight was brutal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've oh. never seen. Never like besides Lord of the Flies, I've never seen kids go at each other like this. <laughs> this right. is the That's right. <laughs> that was some Lord of the Flies stuff. Yeah, yeah. man. Although, like they... although did, did you guys notice that Amon was basically taking four people on by himself? Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And he was kicking their asses. Uh, actually, yeah, more was. like Lord of the Dragons. Yeah. He. What made me laugh about? And I, mean, I shouldn't laugh at this scene because it's it's you know tragic and sad. Kids beating the crap out of each other and stuff like that. But it, like. Uh, one of the young girls like comes at him and starts like taking him down, like throwing throwing hands. And this That's kid Bella. bops her on the <laughs> freaking nose Bam. so hard it was hilarious. She's like, oh, bah! <laughs> and he just yeah. I mean, he was defending himself. Yeah, not true, that I true. agree with him, but he was defending himself. Because initially, I thought that he hit her first. I'm like, that would have been bad, but no, no they she came hit him, him first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they came at him for sure. And then uh, one of the strong and, kids and comes out. Pops, pops a blade out and starts hacking away. Well, well, he, he, he was about, he was about to kill his brother. He had a stone. He was going to crush. Uh, I think it was Luke. We saw Jay Saris, and he was about to crush Luke. And then Jay Saris got the. Actually, no, 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 no. No, it's the opposite. Yeah, he was okay. about he was about to crush uh, Jace, and Luke was the one with the dagger. Yes, yeah, but didn't yes. he kind of provoke him too because he called him Lord Strong? Yes, he did. Yeah, like, whatever yeah. you say, Lord he Strong. He's like, yeah. yeah. like everyone knows they're strong oh, yeah. bastards. He's a bastard. Yeah. Great. The great thing about this scene is that it escalated believably. Like, like yes. it wasn't it wasn't just like oh like he got his eye cut. It was it was like you could see like how things were spiraling out of control up to that point. And and the believability part for me was when uh, Amon got sand thrown in his face, and that's when the the little uh, strong boy sliced <laughs> him, yeah, uh, and took out his eye. And and it, it, everything that happened in that scene was just believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, nice. it's all fun in games until dragons are involved. Un- until someone loses an eye, and right. that's you. <laughs> yep, that's where the that's where the saying came from. Our mothers warned, warned us. No, the mo- right. mothers goaded us. <laughs> and then uh, the aftermath of this, of course, is the questioning. And this this reminded me of a scene from uh, early Game of Thrones. I think season yeah. one uh, when uh, mm-hmm. Joffrey, Joffrey, got Joffrey got bit by the by the direwolf. Oh yeah, and 100%. they bring they bring all the kids and and Robert is in there like, what is the meaning of this? You know, it's it's very reminiscent. And Cersei's like, that. bring me your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Allison that, went full Cersei Lannister at this point. Like she, she was sure like, did. "There's well, an eye. She literally wants an eye for an eye, and everybody yeah. looks at her like, "What are you crazy? Whoa. He's a kid." Yeah. 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 It was wild. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Vader, because you've been pretty quiet. So, what do you think about this whole breakdown, punishment of the kids, and whatnot? Oh, it was it was extremely well done. I thought. You know, mm-hmm. I was 
I was uh, kind of just engrossed in the whole scene. It's like, oh, what's going to happen next? Who's going to accuse who of what? You know, if they say it, do they have to kill her if they accuse the princess of being a slut? You know, um, I mean, basically, right? I mean, even the queen wasn't, yeah. she's not adverse to that punishment, is mm-hmm. she? Mm-hmm. You, you know, somebody, I guess it's, somebody, it's up to the king's discretion, I think. I don't it's know. like, tell me who said it, boy. Yeah. Because and he know, looks right at his mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty hardcore. Yeah. Pretty hardcore. What, what, what insult but, caused such an injury? It's like, well, I yeah. called them bastards. Um, <laughs> That's and, treason. Uh, yeah, 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 and then Allison losing her shit. That was uh, that was pretty wild. Good stuff. Yeah. I liked it. All Good right, scene. Cool. Good scene. Uh, Jude, do you have any thoughts about this? I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> Wow. That's a stupid question. <laughs> what I meant to say <laughs> is, Jude, do you have any thoughts about that? Wait, that's a stupid question. Jude, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was the most interesting part of um, this episode for me. And I loved how Allison was like, how far can I push this? But, I mean, I, I don't even think that she was trying to see how far she could push it. But she found out. And even when she was like, Sir Criston, you're sworn to me. And he's like, to protect you, you're crazy. Yeah. And and she's still like, Viserys is like, let it go. And she's like, fuck that. I'm the queen. I'm going over your head. And he's like, you can't. That was, oh, this yeah. was so interesting for me, how far she tried to push it. And uh, thanks, Gosso. Uh, <laughs> yeah, holy shit, man. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, how far she tried to push it and how she's still not like, She's like, this is not over. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Really, I, this is really interesting for me. I just have to address this. I'm not sure if Gossip was here at the beginning. Uh, buddy, we are going to read all the super chats at the end of the live stream. Thank you so much. That is an amazing super chat. Uh, we will get to it. So if you hang tight a little bit, uh, we're going to give you a minute at the end of the show. Um, Kadish, you're next, buddy. What did you think about this whole breakdown, the aftermath of the fight? So this was my favorite scene of the episode. And again, at the beginning, you know, there was a lot of subtext uh, uh-huh. with all the political maneuvering and all the, the different players. And in this scene, all the subtext is pushed aside and people are basically putting their cards on the table. This is the first time where we see the battle lines drawn, where it's the blacks versus the greens. Mm-hmm. We see like, you know, team Renera and, and team Alicent. Um, and the thing I love most about this scene is that the, nobody was, was wrong in what they yeah. were, in what they were demanding. Like Allison had every right, to demand that like justice be done for like her child losing an eye mm-hmm. and Renera had every right to protect her child and and try to you know get out of that situation so uh that's one of the things i love about george rr R. martin's writing is like he never gives you a simple solution it's never black mm-hmm. and white mm-hmm. um and i feel like um seeing alicent basically become proactive and grab Viserys knife because she just can't deal with him fence sitting anymore and being willfully blind to Renera's uh, flaunting of, you know, of uh, her duties. Like, like, like th- this was basically, and, and we see this later on when Otto talks to her where, where it was like, wow, she, she finally stepped up and, and was like, okay, a- enough um, kind of like background maneuvering. Yeah. I'm just going to straight up, take matters into my own hands and, 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 you know, get what that I was, want. That was insane. Yeah. That was and, such and, an and, insane and, it, move. 
Yeah, and it was great because like you had the King's Guard there, and the, and you know they're like we've never had to protect the royal family from itself. Yeah, and uh, and Sir Kristen Cole's where, where he's like he's like yeah I'm your ally, but like I'm not going to be like your assassin. I'm not going to you know? murder the heir to the throne for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and the way Damon just kind of like uh, he's kind of like in the background, just kind of watching all this play out. And, and but then like when Allison pulls a knife, he's the he first steps one in. over to Rhaenyra's side. Yep. Um, the way that the kids are doing things, like I, I like when Aemon basically tells um, the series that his brother Aegon was the one who told he him. Threw him under the bus. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, and, like, he's like, you're not going to punish the heir to the throne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and Aemon uh, or Aegon, Aegon's sitting there, and and he he's like, Dad, we all have eyes. Look at them. Yeah, <laughs> that was obvious to everyone but bold. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and what's crazy is that like these are all like like these are Viserys' sons, like, like yes. his actual kin, mm-hmm. and, and versus his daughter and his grandchildren, and, and so like he he's in a really like impossible position here, mm-hmm. and and he's just making it worse by by you know like, going hard on it. Can't but, everybody but, just get along? Yeah, shake hands. <laughs> That's literally what he said. We're a family. The only way to get Targaryens to get along is if you marry them together. Then they. Yeah. Well, that's to. not even even that's not a sure bet. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 th- this scene was I thought the best scene of the series so far. I loved yeah. it. And I think uh, yeah, I think one. this scene might make up for the horrendous uh, wedding ceremony thing that we watched mm-hmm. in the previous episode, where like everything just happened for no reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this scene made up for that because uh, I agree this was amazing, and I, and Amond is quickly becoming like I know I'm not on Team Green, but Amond is becoming my favorite character among that that tribe. Oh, you just like eye patches. He's so freaking cool. No, but like yeah. before, so he, got, before so, so. he gets eye patch, be, before he gets that, he got, he's like he's like mom don't worry about it it's a fair trade i lost an eye but i got a dragon what and he's like badass. what and a so, badass and so i'll i'll uh, i'll take yeah, my, go i'll go with it so yeah i agree with pretty much a lot of what you guys are saying is that this was again all the subtext all the build-up led to this and also another thing that was interesting was when allison lost her shit and Renero was kind of like it, it was interesting because this time it was like she kind of almost fell into Renera's trap where she was like losing her shit and she's like look at you Everyone yeah. sees you as you are now. But yeah. it was interesting where all those years of frustration, having to have sex with the borderline corpse, having to do the right thing, all came out in so many ways. She almost said, like, all those old resentments where she was kind of like, you get to flaunt and do whatever you want. I did the right thing. I followed the rules. And you just kind of just flaunt, in my, flaunt your discretions in everyone's face. And I was like, oh, so it's not – so her – actions are not just to say protect her family not just power grab there's also just bitterness and resentment in terms of how they both came about how they both were because even though yes um rhaenyra was also alone in many ways as being the but also so was allison once allison became the queen like she was very much alone as well and the one person who was supposed to have her back not only abandoned her but lied to her, treated her like an idiot. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of reasons why she felt the way she did. So I thought it was a great scene. And I also thought it was interesting how the guy who kind of instigated everything was the one who kind of diffused it. He's just like, eh, we still kind of won. I'm like, yeah. I lost an eye, but dude, <laughs> look at what we got oh in God. return. <laughs> look at what we got. We got Dagar. <laughs> and then they also kind of showed, like, I loved how they showed the battle lines where it was like, you saw Rhaenyra, her kids, Damon, 
and um, Corliss mm-hmm. on her side as well, because those are his, you know, quote, quote, grandkids. But, and also when Allison went crazy, another thing to consider is that you saw Kristen Cole kind of, he's finally doing, because at first he was kind of like, uh, uh, um, I'm kind of in a weird situation. But when Allison kind of went after the kids and Rhaenyra stopped her, Kristen Cole kind of came in to try and intervene. And Damon, Damon he's the one who can stop them. He's the yeah. one who got in this way. So, Which, I mean, so like I understood Kristen Cole's hesitancy to get involved in this because pretty much every player in this scene is not going to die because they're royalty in some way or fashion mm-hmm. or related to royalty. He's the one who's like expendable. He's just a guard. Yeah. If they if he does something that oversteps his bounds, he's dead. So he's not I, – I understood completely why he was hesitating to get involved. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I could lose my head over this. I'm going to stay out of this. Like and, I, another, and another quick thing too <clears> – <throat> You're all forgetting the the missing person from this scene because he's just so fucking useless. Pardon my French, but he is. Mm-hmm. Where is Lenor? Oh my god, he is oh, so frenetic yeah. and useless. He's not <laughs> even trying. He's not even trying to pretend. He doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah, yeah because what, 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 what was funny? What was funny is is didn't uh, didn't uh, Viserys say like. Where's Lenor and and uh, and Rhaenyra's had to had to basically be like, oh, I had trouble sleeping, so I was walking on the beach. He's probably still in bed. Like he, <laughs> she basically had to make up a a, a lie for like him yeah. being with his gay lover and her being with like her new lover, her uncle, and and cover it all up mm-hmm. in, in that that scene. It was it was pretty funny. She always had to do all the work, literally. Yeah. yeah. So uh, r- real quick, I want to touch on the conversation that Allison has with her father, Otto. Otto finally is like, I didn't know you had it in you. Welcome had to the game. Girl. Welcome to the Game of Thrones. We can play now. And uh, it was a, it was a funny scene. It was really really short, but I think it was important for the development of these two characters. Um, and I'm I also going back to um, how they introduced Otto back as Hand of the King. I'm so glad they didn't spend like 15 minutes reintroducing him as the Hand. They just did a, yeah. a subtle nod where like they scan down to his pin on his jacket, and they're like, "Oh look, look who's it's back!" And then, and then they just move on. They're like, "It's not that important. You got it." He he was gone an entire episode. Yeah, which was actually what like twelve years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's twelve years. He doesn't look a day older. Um, all right, so the next scene after this, uh, the useless husband returns to the the playing board, and I was like, "What happened? What happened? I was, I was, uh, you know, hanging out with my friend. What's going on?" At least he knew he was useless. Yeah. Well, he even says he's like, "You deserve I'm an useless. actual husband. Yeah. I am not the person you should be with right now." He he, he came around. He came yeah. around right there. He said, "Okay, you know, I'm going to do what you need me to do, and um, let's get it done. I'll, I'll stick around." And uh, but you know, she has a plan. So, yeah. you know, it's very interesting. Well, I'm glad very... they, they don't outright show you them kind of planning this. But uh, mm-hmm. the end of the the end of the episode reveals that they had a pretty in-depth conversation at this point about, like, what they're going to do to get themselves out of the situation. Yeah. Uh, well, Jude... Also, he kind of oh. made a point where he, where he was like, you know, you can do your duty and you can be happy. But those two aren't mutually exclusive. So mm-hmm. he's basically like, I- I'm willing to sacrifice my happiness to fulfill the deal that we made like all those years ago. And that kind of leads into the big twist at, at the end of this uh, episode. Yeah. But uh, I-, I thought that, that it was interesting that he finally was like, okay, I know I'm a fuck up, but I'm going to try not to be one anymore for, for your sake. Yeah. And then we get a, a little back and forth between uh, Damon and Rhaenyra, which is what kind of sets the uh, ending of this episode into motion where they're like, we need to figure out exactly what we're going to do because the battle lines have been drawn. She woos him in Valerian. 
I'm glad they yeah. brought that back, by the way, yeah. where she's kind of like, I need your help against the greens. <laughs> yeah. But he and he points out the obvious elephant in the room where he's just like, uh, I might be free, but you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they come up with this uh, this machination to uh, solve all of their problems and, and get themselves aligned. And Rhaenyra is like, can you just marry me already? Like, let's just get this over with. And he's like, well, how are we going to do that? And he's like, hmm. now the episode leads us to believe that they are actually going to try and kill her husband uh, to get him out of the way. Uh, and then like her, his boy toy is approached and is like, listen, do you want gold? Because you're you're a nobody. You're just a you're just a knight. If you want a lot of gold and a ship to Pentos, <clears throat> do this. And uh, then we see him confront. Um, God, I can't remember his freaking name. Lanor. Lanor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get him. We we see his boy toy confront Lanor and say, "You always look down to me and start a fight uh, with a witness." And like the whole thing happens. And then at the end of the episode, I'm just going to skip to at the end of the episode. It's revealed that Lanor actually shaved his head, jumped on a boat, went with his boy toy to Pentos with a shit ton of money. And it's all been planned from the beginning. Yeah, so fate is death. Also, fate it's Carl. And, and by the way, it's Carl with a Q. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. Carl. Well, there's no, there's no U, so it's it's Carl. And and um, what's weird is that in the books, so like basically, Lenor is actually killed by Quarrel at a at a fair or a mm. festival or something like that. In He's public. just like uh, stabbed in, in the yeah. Yeah, in public, and, and so like this is a big departure from the books. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked this though. I like you know, this I know why, it's more intriguing. I know why they did this though. Um, one of the reasons why they did this: one, it's actually more intriguing. Two, I think Game of Thrones has gotten a lot of criticism for how they've treated LGBTQ characters and women, at least the, the previous series, mm-hmm. and also just you know how that's kind of the whole you know kill your gays trope. That's actually, you know, I, I think they wanted to avoid that because that would look be a bad look, even though this is medieval times or whatever. <coughs> Renly. Um, <coughs> Renly, exactly. <laughs> but also another thing, too. Also, you forgot one thing that happened before. And this kind of this is kind of what gave it away. Um, before Damon had that conversation with Carl with the Q, um, you see Damon just kind of randomly kill some person in a stairwell. Like yeah, he just yeah. kind of broke his neck or slid his, I think broke mm-hmm. his neck or something. Yeah. So it's because, because how they did it was that they did, showed them kind of confronting each other and fighting. And then the next thing you know, everyone's going into the hall and you see Lenor in a fire and his face is so badly burned. You don't know, like you can't recognize not, him. Yeah, so they, they've got him on that thing from the waist up. His whole oh, yeah. So, okay. So the guy can't recognize killed... him. Sorry, Vader. No, I was, um, you were, you were doing it. You were okay. going there. Yeah, the guy that they killed in the stairway is the dude, the body that they used to fake <laughs> yes. it. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. I, I'm such a because that's because that's how they that's how they when I when they did, I was like, oh, that's how they're doing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was he yeah. was he was he a black guy? Was that a black guy that yeah. they killed? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, because when we were watching it, I was like, why did Damon kill that one guy? And then when they revealed that Lanor was alive at the end, I was like, oh, that was the body they put in the fireplace. And yes. It looked like that was Lanor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so like, you you, you kind of had to think about it for a little bit once once the reveal happened. Because <laughs> um, up to that I, point, you're just, you're just like, why is anyone doing any of this? <laughs> Sir why is Carl trying, trying, trying to kill his, uh, his boyfriend? And God, yeah. I feel sorry for freaking Corliss and Rhaenys. Damn, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they just... <laughs> They just That's like their one daughter. two punch. Yeah. No, I, and I, I don't. I don't feel sorry for them, and I, and I don't even know why. I feel like she's just so. I, just, I feel so cold like, blooded. V. I, I know, but there's. I don't. I don't like them as a couple. I don't feel like they're, they're, they don't. There's no. 
There's no chemistry. There's, they're missing something that makes me want to care about them. And I'm not sure what exactly it is. It's just the, like, they're the one power couple in this show that I'm like, I don't care about. Yeah. I like him. I like Corliss. I don't like her. So and I, there's just something about her that I really don't like. I think, I think it, hold on one second, Jude. I just want to say this before I forget, but I think what you're picking up on Vader is like, I don't feel like either of them have like, joined a side yet at this point no. they don't they don't feel Maybe. like they jumped the line in the sand like they're not team Rhaenyra's and they're not like against Allison they're just trying to play their own game mm -hmm. and that leaves them kind of out in the open and they haven't really picked a side yet so that might be what you're picking up on Maybe. and uh also when they faked his death and you see Renice like drop to her knees and start freaking out my immediate thought was like this is not going to I don't feel like this is going to get them on Rhaenyra's side. Like mm -mm. at this point, this feels like it might backfire on them if they're trying to stay within, you know, have their support, have their boats well, and all this stuff. Rhaenyra has their grandchildren. <laughs> their boats. So they don't have a chance. No, yeah, cool. Damon's. Yeah. But well, I don't the, the, know. Those anyway. are their only heirs right now are Damon's yeah. uh, daughters. Yeah. So. Uh, Jude, yeah. go ahead. Um, yeah. I, lo I loved the uh, conversation between Damon and Rhaenyra when they were talking about, and, and Rhaenyra's like, they're going to lose both their kids. Mm. And Damon's like, yeah, but then they'll be like, what else are they capable of? That, oh, you're playing the game. Of Thrones. And, and you know, another thing, and, and, and here's another thing too. And actually, I think Damon being now firmly on Rhaenyra's side is a good thing and could be a bad thing given how things go. But mm -hmm. I think the one thing that we noted is that when you saw, um, I think it was when you saw Viserys and then the royal fam, the rest of the royal family leaving, you saw them leave with three dragons. So the, interestingly enough, obviously Vagar was with Aemond. Mm -hmm. Dreamfire was with, um, and we haven't seen him. We saw him like once or twice. Dreamfire is Aegon's dragon. And then I'm guessing Helena was riding her dragon. I forgot the name of her dragon in the books, uh, but um, you'll probably, you'll something probably Something with an it. S. Yeah, something with an S. So yeah. yeah, those are the three dragons we saw leaving to go back to uh, Blackwater Bay and King's Landing. Mm -hmm. Can we also point out like uh, the scene with Viserys in the coach? As they're going to the like the ship. Uh, oh, he looks miserable. Mm -hmm. he he's not this bad in the books. They <laughs> fucked him yeah, up for the show because he's actually a, he's actually a much happier, jolly person. The problem with him yeah. is that he's almost too much like Titus Lannister, where he's too much of a people pleaser. Well, like what, this, what, what's yeah. what's interesting about the books, and I, I want to talk about this real quick in, in regards mm -hmm. to Larry Strong. I call him Larry, Sunfire. Larry's, um, but uh, so like he. Um, the interesting thing about the books is is that they're told from like different points of view. Like a maester is basically cobbling together all these different accounts of what happened during the mm -hmm. Dance of Dragons. And so it's unreliable narrators. And so the mm -hmm. stuff that's presented in the books is, is not necessarily accurate to how it actually happened, which is what we're seeing in the show. Because uh, they've come out and said basically the show's canon and the books are basically a, a riff off of like the actual events of the show. Mm -hmm. okay. And yeah. so the, the fact that they presented, uh, you know, the series as kind of more jolly and more healthy uh, was purposeful in order to, yeah. to preserve his legacy oh, as that's true. Okay. what was actually happening. Okay, uh, yeah. because, because he basically is Joe Bidening out where, where he, <laughs> you know, he's like deteriorating in front of everyone's eyes as, as, yeah. as time goes on. Um, but I, I want to point out that the scene where like, you, you know, um, the King's, you know, group is, is sailing away from Driftmark and mm -hmm. Alicent is on the bridge and we've seen Larry Strong, um, in the background <laughs> throughout this, this whole entire time. episode yep. and he, he's, he's what, 
probably my favorite character of this show because I, I've actually done a little bit of, of digging in, in, into like his character because I didn't remember him from the books. And it turns out that like he's like the he, he's the uh, master of whispers for Allison's court for, for for the Greens. He's like the the spy master. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. basically he's also this guy who's like a, a super little finger type dude. And the reason <laughs> that I don't remember him from the books uh, is because they're basically saying that he was so good at staying under the radar that he kept himself out of the histories, even oh. though like he was like Lord of Hall and all this other stuff. And, and so like his role in the show is actually much broader and, yes. and more integral. And we see him actually performing things that are alluded to in the books, like in the books, the fire at Hall that killed the Strongs was never kind of explained. It was like, it could have been an accident. Damon could have been, could have been Damon for it. But in the show, we're seeing that it's actually, he's his nickname in the history books is the Clubfoot. The Clubfoot is the one who has all these machinations and he's doing it in order to put Alicent into his service, basically. Like he's, he's playing it like, oh, I'm at your beck and call and I will do what you need me to do. But it's yeah. actually, he's the one who's controlling her, uh, which is really interesting. And he has a bigger part to play as the Dance of Dragons uh, yeah. kind of unfolds as well. And, and so like, I'm really loving his character. In fact, in the previous episode that you guys talked about without us, uh, it should be pointed out that when uh, his father brought Larry to court, uh, he was given the role of master interrogator, like like the guy who was in charge of torturing prisoners. Oh, which is uh, why he had access to them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they never point that out in the show, but in the books, it's like that's how he's able to get access to all the, okay. the people in the dungeons and stuff, cool, and, cool. and grant them mercy and stuff like that. Right and 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 just a correction, uh, thank you very much, uh, Jude. I actually I did see that too. So Helena's dragon is Dreamfire, Aegon the sec- Aegon the Younger, his his uh, dragon is Sunfire. So my apologies for the can, uh, can somebody I got it wrong too. It was fine. Can somebody <laughs> point me in the direction of like a flow chart or something. <laughs> I, I need I need just, need, just talk to me. Houses. Talk to me. <laughs> I need houses, I need names, I need who rides what dragon, and I would like some visual representation involved okay. as well. Well, I'll tell you what, it's coming out October twenty-fifth. <laughs> There's another way that he, you know, George R. R. Martin is milking money out of people who are waiting for winter. He's coming out with, I guess, a new book. It's called Rise of the Dragon. It has like 180 new pictures. Why am I promoting this? It's a new book. Yeah, that's not Winds of Winter, right? Yeah. Oh, it's not. <laughs> and uh, real, real quick, the last scene in the show is uh, like basically Rhaenyra and uh, Damon elope essentially on the co- on the coast of this castle, and uh, they do like a it feels like a, tra- a traditional Targaryen wedding with like the blood they were at Dragonstone at that point. They were at Dragonstone. Oh, okay. oh they le- okay. So this yeah, this show is freaking teleporting people. I didn't realize that. I thought they were still on. Um, Driftmark uh, now. Driftmark. Yeah, Driftmark. No, it's, okay, it's so probably they like a year later too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> probably. And the kiss from their wedding was more passionate than anything I've seen Listen, in the show. Oh, that's so yeah. far. That wedding was badass. I, yeah. I, it was I cool. Get, I want to get remarried and and <laughs> do that. Yeah, I don't do it. it. I, think I haven't told him yet, but that's what Kadish and I are doing for ours. I, I'm down. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I want to go watch. There was blood involved, like yeah. they're doing a blood oath, and there she was wearing. I like. I like what she was wearing too. It was. It was very. It seemed like maybe it was more traditional Valyrian wedding. Yeah, that could have yeah. been it. I think you that's because even like some of the other weddings that we've seen, even if they're between two Valyrian people, like they they didn't look this um, traditional. I guess. 
Like she's got she got some kind of a headdress on that looks like she's got horns or something. It's crazy. And they're both wearing a, like a white gown that um, ombres out into a red, so it almost looks like his blood or whatnot. It, it's a really freaking cool. Yeah, the you went full. Cool. You, you went full fashion designer there with the ombre and ass. That was cool. I liked it. What I really wanted to see during the wedding because you had that one shot where basically you have uh, Damon and and whatever the hell her name is, Rhaenyra. And their their kids, you know, and I'm surprised they didn't have their two dragons like hanging up over the edge. Like the Brady bunch, yeah. yeah, the Brady bunch. I just needed an Alice. I need an Alice in in the middle, you know, kind of like That's hanging true. out and, and raising true. the kids. While, so you know. Rhaenyra's family is now the Brady Here's bunch. A story. <laughs> I know pretty much. <laughs> a man named Ray Damon is <laughs> 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 living with his. Two awesome it. kids in the dragon. All right, let's. Yes. Uh, let's so another thing. Talk. So another quick thing too is because uh, I know this is going to annoy a lot of people watching. Um, there's going to be another time jump in the eighth episode. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> we see like eight. Oh, sorry. Been a time jump in every episode. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I just I, I do want to say that I, I feel like. Um, the the preview for the next episode got me more excited uh, like this this, yes. this show is just compounding on the excitement like you're watching mm -hmm. these characters and at first that time jump is very jarring yeah. but now mm -hmm. like as time moves forward you're like oh we're getting closer and closer to shit yeah. really hitting and, and the fan once the kids are, are adults like, like you, you know Aegon and Amon and, and stuff like that and that's when and yeah that, that, that's when their role really <laughs> starts to solidify yeah. in terms of like what part they play in the in the coming conflict cuz so, like, yeah. all, all the characters are now established and and by the time the next episode uh comes about they're all going i don't think we're going to see like other actors come in and swap them out. No. These are going to be no. the ones that we're stuck with. For the, I can't wait for Aragorn and Arwen to come show up. That'll be really cool. <laughs> Wrong <Andrew>. series. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's, oh, no. let's do, let's do final here. let's do final thoughts on this episode before we get to Super Chats. Uh, Jude, go ahead. Give it a rating. I don't know if you want to give a rating or not, but what do you think? Final we don't do ratings for no, this. No, we don't. You're right. You're right. We don't. Force a Um Really liked the episode. I feel like I have to watch every episode twice, and I I only got to watch this one one and a half. Because uh, while I'm watching it with Kadish, he keeps trying to talk to me, and I'm like, just he's like, well, actually, in the books, <laughs> he's like, he's like, what? yeah, no, he's like, uh, in the books, didn't it? And I'm like, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, I, I need to watch it once for research and once for uh, enjoyment. Um, mm. But uh, I'm really, really so happy that like this show's good, and I'm yes. really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Someone in the chat was like, "I feel like we're getting uh, three seasons in one." And 100, you were absolutely that is how it feels. Yeah. Um, but it's setting up so much. That yeah. it doesn't feel like it's a waste, you know, like a lot of times when you when you watch a show and they're like, it's all set up and, and you're not even excited for what, what it's setting up. I'm really exciting, mm -hmm. excited for what this is setting up. Yeah. Um, and I'm really yeah. I'm really enjoying. I hated the day for night stuff. I think there's a lot of cutting corners that they're doing that is annoying. Um, <laughs> but the the meat and potatoes of the meal of the episode uh, is still good enough for me to um, be like, you know what? Maybe I just don't need to pay attention to that gravy. Mm. So, really, really enjoying it. Uh, Vader, final thoughts. <sighs> so look, man, here's, He's, I'm he in, sounds I'm like in, the dragon on the beach. 
in a barbecue. He's, he's Vagar. Yeah, yeah, he's Vagar. It's <laughs> not Vagar. What's your new name? What's your new name? I am in such a happy place with this show. You know, when this when this season Good. started, I was like really worried that it was going to suck. Everyone you know was. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, everybody was. And I think we're past the point now where the where the doubters, if the doubters aren't on this show yet, then I I don't know what to say to you. You're missing the boat. But the thing that's it's really standing out to me, and it has nothing to – this show is so much and far away superior to its competition show. Oh, my God, right yes. Now it's not even a question. There's, there's, it's no contest, and and I, I don't know what the, you, you have to talk about the other one to talk to talk about this one in the, in this world of what we do a little bit. You, you know what I'm saying? We 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 watch that Lord of the Rings show every Saturday morning, or, or we talk about it. I mean, and it's and it's just it's it's hard to talk about. I'm done talking about it. You know, you know what I'm talking. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. okay, this show sucks. I'm I want to move on. This show comes on. We could talk about this thing all day. Yeah, I have I have to push the conversation to an hour because we could spend all day on this thing. Yeah. And it's just it's just it's such it's just such a far superior product. And and it's just nice. It's nice to have something that's this good on TV again. Because we're getting we're getting a lot of people in the chat that are agreeing with you. Yeah, Yeah, there's just so much shit on the television now that that doesn't push any of the buttons, and this one pushes them all. Yes. And um, I'm I'm in. I'm sold. I'm, I want to know what happens. I want to know what's going to go. So yeah, let's, let's you it. saw that. You saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your mouth. She Hulk is amaze balls. Oh. <laughs> oh, the sarcasm. Oh, All right, uh, Charles. Last thoughts on this episode. Take it away. Vader. Uh, I I can't. I I mean, two hundred percent because. The thing I like about this is that this is how you adapt something. I get mm-hmm. like some of the time jumps they're doing here because if they did the time jumps, just getting to the Dance of the Dragons would take like three seasons. So I get yeah. some of the time jumps they're doing. It looks like they're going to do that second season, which is good. But this is such a far superior project prod project to Rings of Power because with this, they're changing certain things, but they're keeping prime. They're they're pretty much being pretty faithful to the lore of the dance of the dragons the way i see it whereas in rings of power um they're going to the point where they're not only changing lore pulling stuff out compressing things they're even changing maps to fit their shitty show Mm -hmm. like it's just total dog shit sorry i know i don't want to get too (laughs) mean enough but it's just like it's just but going back to house of the dragons it has the dynastic feuds, which I love because I think everyone's a big fan of these dynastic feuds, these mega families feuding, especially when it's in a, in a civil war and you're pulling all these other things into it. I feel that I I'll tell you this. I was worried like most people, but I thought to myself, they know that they have a gold mine with all things A Song of Ice and Fire in terms of that lore, in terms of that timeline, given how negative decidedly negative the reception was to the last season in the series finale for game of thrones mm-hmm. i knew they're not going to screw this up they had like they had to if they screwed it up like this whole franchise is dead in the water so this was extremely important that they stuck the landing and i think you know george being involved when he should be writing wins of winter <laughs> that was important as well yeah. but um i i think that like this was a great episode 
especially leading like at this point, yes, there was a win for the Blacks, but there was a huge win for the Greens in terms of getting Vagar on their side, the biggest dragon ever. It's kind of like, okay, it's kind of like, don't fuck with this vibe now, mm -hmm. getting Vagar. But Rhaenyra now has a reliable ally on her side that she didn't have before, because even with Harwin, yeah, she was a, he was a lover, he was supporting, but he was never he could never be implicitly said out in the open. With Damon, she can be like, okay, look at me now. I can yeah. flaunt this in your face. So both of them had wins in this episode, even though it was more subtle. And there was this threat of violence about to spill over, but it'll be curious to see where they go with this. Now that, okay, battle lines are more hardened, we're going to see the kids, they're going to be older in the next episode. What happens next? Mm -hmm. And that's what you want is people to continue to kind of come back and to figure out and to just crave more. And I think they did a great job with this show so far and where they're going. Yep. All right. Uh, before we get to Super Chats, Kadish, take it away. Final thoughts. Um, I just want to point out that uh, my lovely lady complaining about me talking during a TV show <laughs> is a little bit hypocritical. Um, just, just, just needed to say that publicly maybe. Um, we're going to talk about it later clearly because <laughs> uh, jude is, is infamous for peppering me with questions about what's going to happen in movies that i haven't even seen before so. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah this was my favorite episode of the season so far i loved everything about it it feels like this show is actually building towards something um it is still kind of frustrating that there are things like the bad day for night and like kind of like the fake outs where, you know, if you're not paying close attention, you don't really understand what's happening. Like with Lenore faking his death, um, like, you, you know, the, the wedding scene uh, a couple episodes back, they, they do a lot of these things where it, it's just kind of like they assume the audience has read the books and therefore knows what's going on or is paying close enough attention to figure out what they're doing. But uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's a problem with this show. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, like I'm looking forward to uh, as we go into the eighth episode and then we got the penultimate episode, which Ooh. is where things really go down. Then we got Frank. the 10th episode. So, um, so this next episode is going to be building up into the uh, the ep uh, episode nine, which is historically when things always like come to a head in, in the Game of Thrones seasons. Episode nine is always like the episode where the big battle happens, or like the big betrayal happens, or something like that. So, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what the next episode, which I believe is called the King of the Tides, something like that, uh, mm -hmm. is going to be setting up. But uh, yeah, this was my favorite episode to date so far. Cool. Right on. All right, everybody, we're going to jump into the Super Chats now. So if you would like to support the channel, drop us a dime, and we will uh, bring your comment up on the screen and talk about it. Uh, the big one from Gosso. Man, we've got to address this. This is amazing. $30.99. Dude, incredibly generous. Dude, it's like Thank $2 you so much. and 99 cents in New Zealand dollars. That's Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, don't man. Don't really shortchange Gasso. Gasso is a is a is a patron as well, so he's a yes. patron of our podcast, and uh, he's dropping us some some good dough right here. Thank you so much, man. Loving the salt hot House of Dragons <laughs> uh, reviews. Cheers for the content. Finally got to catch one live. Thank you for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Gasso is from Down Under in Australia. Nice. Uh, we love we love our people down there. And uh, coming up in a couple weeks, we're gonna have a whole week dedicated to an Australian movie franchise, Wormwood. We've got an interview <laughs> with the writer, writer director, interview with the main cast, and Isn't also that this week? is it this week or next week? 
it's next week. Next um, week. We should also point out that Gosso is like awake at like 3 a.m. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. Hero. Because they're like you, 16, 17 hours ahead of us. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah. I think it's eight. I think it's eight or nine. Um, is it ahead or behind? I can't remember. Gosso, if you're in the it's chat, a, it's let, ahead. Let us know. They're okay. in the future. Well, the day starts there. <laughs> They right are in the pretty future. much yes yes all right anyway thank you so much for that chat man it's amazing yeah we, we're here every week buddy we're uh we're covering this show and um i'm sure we will be absolutely covering the next season that comes out for sure um if it keeps i'm so i'm, I'm with you guys i'm so glad that it's actually good like that was one of the biggest worries after season eight ended and it's been a couple of years since yeah the show has been out we're all just kind of like soured the whole franchise kind of fell apart the fandom just disappeared off the face of the map and this show, I feel like, is is earning its name back, which I'm super. It's happy nice to about. talk about a good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't it's, get to do that often. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's nice it's nice to do that. I I really appreciate that because it's just so often nowadays. It's like even especially with fandom shows, like shows that are like speculative fiction. A lot of times, it's like they'll just throw slop at us and just like enjoy the crumbs, enjoy the slop. And it's like, don't give me that shit and call it ice cream. No, it's I'm bad. And it's nice that this is actually good again. I'm still waiting for uh, Allison Rhaenyra's twerking scene. (laughs) (laughs) Never going to happen unless in the bloopers. Unless in the bloopers. (laughs) I I don't even want to talk about that. I mean, comic book comic book movies are different. Comic book shows are different, but this this is they're not that different. You know, I'll tell you, they're they're more lighthearted. This show takes itself very seriously. Dragons and and people fighting with swords. It's very and wizards yeah. and, or and, to quote Ian McShane, tits and dragons. Yeah, tits and dragons. <laughs> tits and dragons, buddy. Which have we we did. We did see tits in this season. Not not did as we? many as mm. the yeah, in that brothel mm. scene. It's been, it's been very um um sausage and tits light. That is for sure. <laughs> they got crap. I think another thing too, they got a lot of crap in the original series because of sex position, which Bro, it's I have HBO. No problem with. I know, dude. It's like relax, dude. Yeah. That's that's Give it to us. Go to you USA know. if you don't want that. I know. It's like I don't. I don't need PG thirteen Thrones. Give me some good stuff. <laughs> Next super chat from Patron JT. My man. Thank you, Sarah, for two dollars. I stand with Vader. The Princess Bride is meh. I uh, dude, I couldn't believe it. Vader, what what did you give that show? That movie four stars. Three. Three. You gave it three stars. Three. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. It was it was fun. it was it was fun back in the day. I liked it. It was enjoyable. Yeah, it, oh it no, was, was Charles it was, Team Vader too? It was fun no, when I was. No, I'm just. I, I liked it. That's the thing. It was fun. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It yeah. holds up. It I does. liked it too, but it's not a five star movie. Okay? Yes, it is. No, five-star. no, it's not. You guys are all wrong. I'm sorry. You're crazy. You're crazy. No, I was my gonna make is... you breakfast tomorrow, Vader. I'm not now. <laughs> my name is Aldo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I don't need any shrimp casserole, Jude. It's okay. Thanks, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, it only tastes like shrimp when you're having a stroke. I, I think. I think. At the, I think. At the end of the day, and and I think you know one of the things that I wanted to point out. Just in, uh, did you did you do both of the super chats? Or just curious? I don't want to. Yep, that was yeah, both yeah. of them. Okay, okay. The thing I also wanted to point out is that I think in the show, in the situation with this show, where they kind of did a race swap, it made sense given the bigger picture. Because like obviously you could have gotten away with uh, maybe it's could have just a recessive gene, but no. Okay, hey, those are definitely not Corliss's kid, Corliss's grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely not Laner's kids. You can tell right away, and that was done very strategically in a smart way, where it ultimately paid off. I know a lot of people were crying about it, but it's like, no, it makes sense now when you see it. Especially when you compare them to Damon's daughters. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And you know, another thing too, just jumping back real quick, that little scene that we saw at the wake where Jaceris and Luke, Luke kind of went over to Damon's kids, yeah. it paid off during that fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you saw them united against Damon, who you're right, he was taking four on one. He was kind of a badass in that situation. But you saw it kind of that little scene, because you've never really seen them together. It paid like I like how granted there are some situations I agree with Matt where they're like, hey, this is okay. Sometimes they kind of do the thing where if you're a book reader, you'll know it, but other people won't. But I think some of the things they do well is doing these little setups, just with a little scene, just with a little look, just with a little exchange that doesn't even need to have words. And it pays off a little later in an episode. So, uh, Real quick before we, we head out, I just wanted to point out, since I was not here last week, that uh, the guy who plays Aegon Targaryen II, uh, <laughs> he's uh, David Tennant's son. Yeah. Whoa. He's a junior time lord, yes. Yes. Whoa. Junior working, time lord. Oh. And he's working with Matt Smith. That's <laughs> <laughs> God, we've come full circle. I didn't even think about that. That's true. That's pretty cool. Cool. Oh my god, I love that. That's amazing. Oh god, I want to be in this matrix. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the time we are in the Doctor Who timeline. I swear. <laughs> All right. Guys. Another overrated show. <laughs> All right, on that Later. note, we're gonna end it. <laughs> We're going to end it. Thank you all for being here. Uh, we had 32-some-pod uh, people watching live. Thank you guys so much. We'll be here next week to talk about the penultimate episode. Cheers, everybody. I, I don't even drink. So. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So actually, that's not, actually, it's not the penultimate. Nine is the penultimate. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I drank for no reason. <laughs> it's okay. Um, all right, guys. Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, real quick announcement. I am going to be doing another live show tonight uh, interviewing an actress, Athena Massey. She's been in TV shows like Star Trek Voyager, Seinfeld, a whole bunch of things from the uh, 90s. Uh, she's a wonderful person. I'm really looking forward to chatting with her today. So uh, join us 7 p.m. Pacific time. We will be starting that interview, and I hope to see you all in the chat. It will be live, so you'll be able to ask questions. And uh, we'll address them as we go and have a lot of fun. So I would love for you guys to meet her. Uh, she's a really cool lady. And that's it. Yeah, 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, be there. I, w I want to point out this week we're starting our coverage of Battlestar Galactica, the reboot. Oh, uh, so we've got uh, our mini series review coming out on Wednesday. We've got the Patreon episode coming out tomorrow. And then this Friday, we are reviewing the epic Tollywood movie RRR. Yep. So be sure to check that out. That uh, is uh, literally rendering on my laptop right next to me. Uh, all right. Uh, Vader, say goodbye to the people. Where can they find you? Bye, people. You can find me here at uh, MattVagar74. <laughs> uh, wow. I love it. Uh, I love it. And at uh, Salty underscore nerd on that Twitter channel, I, I, I admin that. We all have a, we all have a uh, social media that we take care of. So yep. that's all right, me. Cool. Jude, say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Thank you for hanging out with us and talking about dragons. And you can find me at I am Jude Juju on the socials. And also, uh, if you are a lover of old uh, sci-fi, we're doing Buck Rogers trivia <laughs> next Sunday. Mm. Yep. Next Sunday, guys. Live trivia for everybody. We'll have a link in our Discord. So if you're not already part of the Discord, uh, go to saltingyourdiscord.com. Join up. We'll give you a roll, and you will get notifications for when we do uh, live trivia and watch parties and all the other cool stuff. So head over there if you're not already. Uh, Kadish, say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you can find him at Matthew Kadish 
on uh, Twitter. He's a blue check mark. Check him out. And Charles, last word, sir. Oh, take it away. Um, yeah, you can find me at C-C-E-K-E-K-E -E -E on the Instagram and on the Facebooks. Um, you can also find me on the Amazons. Um, book eight in my Pantheon saga, Extinction Level Event, is coming out October 11th. Be there nice. or be square. Nice. Right on. Uh, anybody know how they say stay salty in old Valerian? <laughs> uh, we're so learning that. I'm so learning that. <laughs> I'll tear it. I'm sure there's a generator for that. <laughs> it's got to be. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for being here. Stay salty. See you next week.